Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. bill is now a law. This legislation that lowers the number of wetlands that are eligible to receive full protection as a class three was signed by the governor, Eric Holcomb, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. Progressives of the left, however you want to call it, have said this is an attack on the environment. But they haven't discussed with any specificity where the actual attack is. What exactly is the issue with this reduction? Couldn't the issue be the radical nature of the protection itself? Could it have been damaging and damning to the state? You argue or want to argue that changing these protections is damaging and damning to the state. Discuss in great detail, here are the areas that will no longer be classified in this class three, which would be the most stringent protections, and here's what it means. Not what you feel it's going to mean, not what it could mean, what does it mean? I'm searching for this information. What is the the actual effect here. I am somebody who has looked at waters of the United States and the idea that one would support that concept is, is, is radical. That I have water in the back of my home that could feed into a little brook, that could feed into a stream, that could feed into this, 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 and this, and somewhere down the line, it becomes a, a lake, and therefore I can't do anything about the water on my property, is a maddening proposition. So we see in multiple ways and in multiple cases the way environmentalists utilize very small uh, tools or utilize these small connections to bring in tools to keep you from being able to engage your own property, engage your own uh, construction, build out your life better. They decide they know what's best for you. I find it to be very ugly stuff. But this class three, class two conversation, what actually changes? Where is there a damage? All I hear is, look at what those terrible Republicans have done. What I have not heard is, here's how it's going to affect Hoosier children. You haven't brought that. I consider that to be outrageously weak stuff. Personally, outrageously weak. Equally, if not more weak. The House of Representatives yesterday put forth a resolution, bipartisan, condemning the use of rape and sexual violence by Hamas 
as weapons of war. This is exactly what Hamas terrorists have done. Hamas supported by Iran and Rashida Tlaib. I said it. I meant it. I'm apologizing to no one. And I'll back it up because I bring the receipts, kitten. Of course, they used rape as a weapon of war. They not only sh- they not only raped women, but they showed the videos. They didn't hide anything they did. They wanted the world to see who they are. So the House engages this resolution condemning Hamas's use of rape and sexual violence. The vote, one would think, would have been, you know, it, it would have been complete. Everybody in favor, no one against. Except one person voted present. And that person was Representative Rashida Tlaib. She could not vote to say that rape as a weapon uh, used during war is wrong. She couldn't say that. Why? Because she's okay with it. Not because I said so, but because she said so. She doesn't care what happens to Jews. She doesn't care what happens to Israelis. She is a Jew-hating bigot who should be thrown out of Congress. She shouldn't be allowed on a committee. And if Republicans had any strength at all, they would handle this. And we in Indianapolis should note that Andre Carson refers to Rashida Tlaib as his sister. Well, your sister is garbage. Your sister's a Jew-hating bigot. And you, a guy who associates with her and Louis Farrakhan, maybe you're starting to tell us a story of your own. Not maybe. You're starting to tell us a story of your own. Not starting. You're telling us a story of your own. Anybody who supports Rashida Tlaib is out of their damn mind. Can't even speak out against rape. Know who these people are. Know what they're all about. Understand exactly their levels of hate. Because they are deep. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The climate terrorists now have a new target. Why go after the artwork when you can just go after the Constitution? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. By the way, earlier I said it was Tony Katz today. It's not Tony Katz today. This is Tony Katz in the morning news. You got producer Carl behind the board. You got Matt Bear in the WIBC Traffic Center. You've got Ryan Hedrick and Kurt Darling in the WIBC newsroom. Uh, I, I blame the NyQuil people. By the way, I don't know if you know about that stuff. It works. True story. Science. It works right there. Yeah, it was a... That was a good night's sleep. Yes, it indeed was. The climate terrorists came to D.C. They poured this this red, um, I don't even know what you want to call it, this red powder on the case, and they poured it all over themselves, uh, where that, that uh, holds and protects the U.S. Constitution. This is in the National Archives Rotunda. And then they start 
screaming and 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 yelling and and a hooping and a hollering. They like they have something to offer and and something to say about uh, the climate. They of, of course don't, but that's neither here nor there. They don't have anything to offer or anything to say. Be held to laws in which we have no voice or representation. This country is founded on the conditions that all men are created or created equally and endowed with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're calling for all people to have all these rights, not just wealthy white men. We all deserve clean air, water, there's a couple security guards just standing around. Uh, these two guys should have been hit in the face, knocked to the ground, dragged out by any part you could have grabbed on them, and then thrown in jail. Considering destruction of the Constitution should be met with force. Nobody in the rotunda thought to knock these guys out. I don't get it. And if you say to me, Tony, are you advocating for violence on your radio show? The people who will destroy art are ISIS. The people who would want to destroy the Constitution are ISIS. Of course, I support fighting terrorists. People who want to destroy the foundations of a civil society. The Constitution, since uh, the, the, the only thing since the Magna Carta, that actually discusses the rights of the people and their existence and their control and art in general, which is an expression of the, of the free people, of their situation, of their thoughts, of their values. Damn straight, I favor knocking those people out. Oh, and if you're one of these ridiculous climate activists who think you can block the roadway, you should expect to get run over. You should expect to get run over. You don't get to block roads. You're not that special. And you see these videos of people kicking you out of the way and dragging you out of the way. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen? You're not special. And you've done nothing for your cause. I'm saying in that situation, you should expect it. I'm not saying you should do it. The destruction of art, the destruction of the Constitution. Yes, I believe people should stand up against that. I'm not apologizing at all. The popcorn moment, let us do the thing. It's the story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because as always, there is more. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene is um, responding to a journalist from the UK who wants to get the United States to further help Ukraine, spend the money, pass the legislation for the $60 billion, get Ukraine the money that they need. So uh, David Cameron, by the way, former prime minister, is now the, the foreign minister. He's been try- He's been pushing this. This reporter is asking Marjorie Taylor Greene questions. And I'll, I'll say for the record that Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is not 
is not great at this. You can argue, well, she's blunt. Yes, but... Secretary David Cameron says that you should vote through funding for Ukraine. What do you say to that? I think he tried to compare us to Hitler also. And if that's the kind of language he wants to use, I really have nothing to say to him. Well, he likened you to an appeaser to Hitler in not voting through funding for Ukraine. Are you an appeaser for Putin? I, I think that um, I really don't care what David Cameron has to say. I think that's rude name-calling, um, and I don't appreciate that type of language. And David Cameron needs to worry about his own country, and frankly, he can kiss my ass. But do you think Putin's the good guy in all this? And then she walks into her office and literally she could see it's her slams the door in this guy's face. Okay, a couple of things. If you're going to refer to somebody as a name caller, you then can't tell them to kiss your butt in the way that she did. I just don't th- I just think it hurts your message all around. It hurts your message. Uh, secondly, if you think that not voting for $60 billion makes you an appeaser like uh, a Neville Chamberlain, that's nutty. That's madness. That is, is not helpful to any cause, and David Cameron would clearly be wrong. In listening to the Republicans, there are certainly some who favor sending no money. They're part of this quasi-isolationist viewpoint, and I believe that they are wrong, and I've said so. I'll argue it anywhere at any time. Of course we should help Ukraine fight Russia. Of course Russia has globalist, expansionist ideals. Tucker's wrong. That's all. He's just wrong. The the history and the reality, that's that's what matters. But you want to show me how beautiful a, a Moscow train station is? All right. Living in Moscow doesn't seem like a fun deal. Us being able to have a better society in the United States where we actually go after criminals and we actually clean things up, well, that would be wonderful. We just need to do so. Our problem is our elected officials, not the officials who are shoved down our throat. Totalitarianism, giving you a clean subway, does not create a better life. Just saying what is. But the people who are arguing we have to take care of our border first before Ukraine, I get it. They make sense. I'm one of those people. Well, Tony, we can do two things at once. This is, this is Mike Pence's line, right? The former vice president, former governor of Indiana. Of course we can do both things at the same time. I don't disagree. But we're not doing both things at the same time. We're only doing one and not the other, not taking care of the southern border. That's not okay. If you're going to do both things at the same time, let us do that. But until there's some border legislation that completes uh, the wall, which is a fence, that adds the other technology and works a way to get labor into the United States that is necessary, we've got nothing. So even in this idea that we can do both things, we actually have to still rank them. And the southern border has to come first. Because the problems coming in over our southern border are the same problems that are, that are destroying other countries. Unfettered access to the United States is destructive. And we have to deal with it first.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Uh, do you see there... Is there a... Um is there a way to get movement on this issue? Is there a voice that can force movement to the maybe the, the, the football players, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who were there right before this happened? Could they have a voice in this? Everybody can and should have a voice in this. Everybody who's had enough and, and knows that this does not need to be this way. This is not the price of freedom. This is not uh, the price of, of democracy. Uh, this is not just the way it needs to be. We shouldn't grow numb to this problem. It, it was not this way before, right? This is something that is new. Uh, when I was growing up, this was not happening, right? So this is a new problem. There are policy solutions that will not completely solve it, right? There's no one law that solves everything. But we can pass really common sense policies that are overwhelmingly supported by the American people. For example, background checks, universal background checks. Uh, about nine out of ten Americans agree with that. That's a common sense basic thing that even responsible firearm ownership owners will agree to. Uh, everybody should stand up and say enough is enough and call for action here. But the problem, Congressman Crow, is that you stated what the issue is. This is new. This didn't happen years ago. And people still own firearms. So why is legislation the answer? Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Legislation that, of course, would limit the ability to keep and bear arms and would uh, be in violation of the Second Amendment. If this is new, this isn't a legislative issue. This is a cultural issue. There was a shooting that took place at the parade, Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. One person died, a radio host out of, out of the area. A mother who was there with her kids. The shooter was tackled by people in the crowd. Pretty incredible story. But Representative Crow here refuses to recognize that he is stating two very different things. This didn't used to happen, and thus we need legislation now. No, 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 no. That's not the case. The Second Amendment remains, and I would say this anywhere at any time. But what is happening? Why do people feel they need to be involved uh, in this? Why are they shooting? Why are they shooting up a church? Why are they shooting up a school? Why are they doing this? Why, why is that? Mental illness is the answer? It's a mental illness issue? Well, then maybe releasing people from asylums was the wrong move. And maybe some people aren't just fit for a society. And maybe the coddling of people who are unfit for a society and saying that society should cheer them creates other issues. I believe our issue is an anxiety issue. But neither here nor there. Representative Crow doesn't even understand the way he contradicted himself. But we do. We absolutely understand it. The Second Amendment will remain. But no, we shouldn't live like this. On that, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree.
Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Trump effect. Now, some people are going to say that this is a problem. Well, I don't know about that. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. This is a story about how Europe is building its military. Wall Street Journal had the, por- had the story. Europe is boosting military spending. It's still not enough. And this is how they they describe it. European NATO members under attack from Trump say they must spend more efficiently and rebuild their arms industries. If you want to give Trump the satisfaction of saying, you see what I do? I move NATO to action so they'll actually protect themselves and others. Well, okay, you, you can give that to them. You can give that to him. I just think that that's a weird thing to do. Why would you give him that credibility if he's not the guy you want? NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and NATO's existence is about Russian aggression. The problem with NATO is that NATO has gotten, in in over the last 20 years, too expansive. Too many nations have been allowed into NATO, creating an issue. Because of things like Article 5, an attack against one is an attack against all. This is why Ukraine, which is desperate to be a NATO nation, has not been admitted into NATO. Because an attack against Ukraine would be an attack against NATO and NATO would have to respond. The only time Article 5 has been uh, invoked was September 11th. Article 5 went into attack, went into effect, an attack against one is an attack against all. So, should, does this mean that NATO no longer has a purpose and no longer has value? I don't think so. I think NATO still does have a purpose and still does have value. But this idea that these nations, these European nations, have not been committing themselves to NATO and, and putting their dollars into NATO, well, this is very true. Europe has relied solely and exclusively on the United States for their protection for 40 years. No, wait, hold on. For 60 years. No, wait, no, do I have that right? Let's call it 60 years, but we're probably into 70 years. No, 80 years. It's been a long time, people. They have relied solely and exclusively on the United States. And while that is proof of America's might and actually does lend itself to a service to the United States about being able to have influence, it is not financially feasible. And we've made this argument before. People want to say Joe Biden brought NATO together after after Russia invaded Ukraine. No, it is that NATO and these European nations figured out that you might not be able to rely on the United States the way that you did, especially if you have leadership as feckless as Joe Biden, and you better be able to damn well protect yourselves on your own. 
That's what I believe was learned. This whole conversation about Trump and saying that he wants the Russians to invade, this is not what took place, although I can accept the idea that Trump shouldn't be having these conversations. I think it's a weird thing to do. A super weird thing to do. When he goes out there and he's he's at a, a, a rally or, or, or wherever it is, and he's saying if, if, if NATO nations don't pay, uh, I, I think Russia should invade and get in there and do do whatever the the hell they want listen this this was this was trump they asked me that question one of the presidents of a big country stood up said well sir uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by russia will you protect us i said you didn't pay you're delinquent he said yes let's say that happened no i would not protect you in fact i would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want you got to pay you got to pay your bills I don't believe that that was Trump saying to Russia, go on, get him. I believe that's how he was describing the closed-door negotiation. If you're not going to pay, what do you think is going to happen to you? It can't be all on us. I, that's how I took the conversation. I think I've been clear. I'm not here to just defend Trump willy-nilly. That's not how I work. It's not how I operate. The Secretary General of NATO, Jen Stoltenberg, saying that for the first time in decades, these NATO members will spend 2% of their combined GDP on their militaries. European allies are spending more. We are making real progress. Guys, that's a good thing. Now, someone might say, well, the problem is if they are spending more and they're working more on their defenses, that means the less they need the United States and maybe we're not as indispensable as we once were. It's an argument, although I would take a look at our military and compare it to any other military in the world and then laugh at them. Our problem is not our, our military capability. It's the willpower to properly utilize our military. Never mind what it is we train now. Are we training to kill people and break things, or are we training proper pronoun usage? That's a problem. Proper pronoun usage doesn't matter. Salute. Fire, repeat. But I don't know why I would be opposed to these NATO nations being more prepared. They should be more prepared. And they should pony up. And they should be part of their own survival. And I don't know why that's such a problem. If you want a strong NATO, they have to pay into NATO. If you want to carry everybody, well then say that. Let's not call it NATO. Let's call it what it is. America's bitches. Let's, let's just call it what it is. It's a weird back and forth. I happen to like the fact that the European nations are spending more for their own defense. But I think this is a, an important argument to the fact that they're going to need it. And this goes back to where Russia is. Russia, they just want to be left alone and they're not a, a, an expansionist power. Sorry, that's just not the case. They are expansionist and so is China. We'll get to that story right now. 